Welcome back to the third hour of the KPK Outdoor Show. Bob Sims here. We're here Saturdays 5 to 8 to bring you some news, what's going on in the fishing world in Northern California, and uh, and also to uh, forecast a little bit more rain, which will, I'm convinced, happen forever. Anyway, a guy that fishes rain or shine is a guy named Kyle Wise of Headhunter Guide Service, and he's with us now. I think he's just getting ready to put in at New Malona's. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good. Uh, you uh, Earlier in the week, you were sturgeon fishing, weren't you, Kyle? Yeah, we went down for three days and <clears throat> fought through the grass and picked up a few fish. Okay, so this is in what, the Pittsburgh area? Correct. We launched out of Pittsburgh and McAvoy. Yeah. You know, that's just amazing. Those fish just hang in there, it seems like, all year. Yeah, but they're, you know, with the new water coming in, those fish are starting to, you know, spread out. They were stuck in Pittsburgh for the longest time. Yeah. But now we're coming from, you know, Rio Vista all the way down to Martinez. They're moving yeah. and, you know, probably those went into the system. Yeah. And, and now they're, they're, they're really marking them uh, upriver. Of course, they've been marking them upriver for well over a month in pretty good r- numbers, but the conditions are, are just terrible. They're starting to get better now. They're even marking fish up in the Feather River, if you can believe that, Kyle. Yeah, I've been seeing reports of them coming out of the Feather and the upper sack. So with that new push of water, it definitely moved them. Yeah, if if it ever gets to where it's very adequate, I'm not even going to hope for too much, just very adequate conditions, I think we'll have a good, I think we'll be able to salvage a sturgeon year up there, as well as stripers. So, But anyway, uh, New Malonis, it seems like, I can't remember the last time you were out on New Malonis that you didn't catch your client's limits of trout. Can you remember? No, it's. It's been a long time. <laughs> well, you know, I just keep think. I'm sorry. I, I just keep thinking, Kyle, that all the years you go out there and you get maybe you, you fish in the winter and, oh, you get, I got two fish, a three-pounder and a two-and-a-half-pounder. And then other years you go out, oh, I got a four-pounder and a couple of 12-inchers with all with the number of 16 to 20 inch fish in that lake, I think we are we are really going to be in the chips here for the next couple of years, don't you think? Oh, I think so too. With the amount of fish that are in the lake here this year, and we've already caught some up to five pounds. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, the end of this summer, we start seeing those bigger fish. Yeah. Yeah. But well, no. every and you, every year is different. You just never know when it's going to happen. I know you, you, uh, you get a little reckless up there, and if you can't catch big fish, you start uh, getting in and bouncing the sunken trees to do it. But <laughs> most people won't do that because it gets pretty pricey, doesn't it? Pay <laughs> money, Bob. Yeah. Um, so, Kyle, how deep are the fish now? Uh, are they still up in the top 15 feet? Yeah, for the most part. You know, first thing in the morning, we're at the top line, the top five feet. Then as the sun comes up, you know, our deep fish so far is 25 feet. Okay, so, so you know, 
like today, we're supposed to have bluebird day, so I suspect we'll be fishing, you know, 20, 25 feet. Yeah, okay. Um, well, we'll get a report on that next week. You are you're you have a an upcoming, what, striper uh, sturgeon seminar at Hooked sometime in the next month. When is that? I believe we are doing that on the 23rd of April at Hooked and Ione, and that's going to be solely on stripers on Hogan Lake. On Hogan Lake. Okay, okay. Well, that'll be good because a lot of people have heard. Of course, that's been going on as long as I can remember. and um, But a lot of people don't know how to catch them there. So that, that will be a worthwhile seminar because that that's a heck of a fishery when it gets rolling. Oh, absolutely. You know, we're going to hit this, you know, dead nuts on the springtime bite. Those shad are going to push in and those stripers are going to start boiling and we're going to cover boils rolling tactics as well as you know rolling live bait or excuse me not rolling live bait rolling anchovies okay, okay. Um, well, well that's that's a good one I mean I may show up for that one um, because most of the fish are like three to five pounds but you can get a bigger fish occasionally can't you oh absolutely you know it's not uncommon to get them, you know, seven, eight pounds. You know, you just have to weed through the juvenile fish. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck today, Kyle, and uh, you have a nice day uh, for a change to to get out and do some fishing. Yeah, it's going to be nice not having to battle through the rain. <laughs> <laughs> have fun out there, Kyle. Take it easy. All right, Bob. You have a good weekend. Okay, thank you. Kyle Wise, Headhunter Guide Service. Here's the number, 209-531-3966. I heard of of a few bass being taken out of Folsom Lake, but not too much on the trout fishing, so I called Jerry Lampkin of TNG Motorsports Guide Service and talked to him yesterday. Listen, Jerry, you managed to get out a couple of times this week. Monday and Wednesday, I forget what the weather was like, but I don't remember us having too many pleasant days at the beginning of the week. How'd you do out there? Well, we did all right. We got uh, one, you know, a Folsom limit, one fish every day. So uh, (laughs) Monday and Wednesday, and both uh, both fish were really, really nice holdover rainbows. Um, Monday's fish hit a night crawler on top, Uh behind behind a green or watermelon set sidekick. Uh-huh. And then, then Wednesday's fish hit uh, GVS Optimus Lime uh, Spinnerbug behind their the same matching uh, uh, Dodger. Uh, okay. Both fish were up in the North Fork. And uh, at, at, now I drove by I, uh, on the same day. I drove across across the dam that road, and uh, I, I saw that the water was really stained down by the dam. Then I drive over the North Fork out of Auburn, then I drive over the South Fork out of Coloma, and both those rivers are running really clear, so i got to believe the upper end of that lake is uh, is where you were. Yeah, it's definitely starting to clear. Um, I was fishing around the floating outhouse there on the, in the North Fork. I went around to the South Fork on Monday, and it was just, it looked like chocolate milk, so I stuck with the uh, 
with the North Fork on Wednesday. It rained a little bit on us on Wednesday, but not enough to, you know, make us, you know, go home yet. So not, 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 not enough to keep you, not enough to keep you on the couch. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I imagine well, that's a little breezy there today. <laughs> yeah. What are you marking on your sonar units? You, are you seeing anything encouraging there? Yes. Yeah. A lot of fish down in the 40 foot range. Uh, I've always, like I said, I, I, I've got always run one down deep just for grins and yeah. nobody wanted to touch it. Everything was up in the top 15 feet of water, which the water's about 50 degrees right now. It was started to warmed up a little bit on Wednesday to 51. So, um, I think with a little bit of sunshine, it'd probably get even a little bit better. So, well, it, it's not going to take much, is it? No, no, um, and it can only get better. <laughs> what? Hey, what do you think? I know you don't have anything to go by yet because uh, catching an occasional small salmon doesn't tell us much. But what, what do you think? What's your gut feeling tell you about uh, the king salmon fishing there this year? I'm hoping it's as good as it was last year. Um, we had some really good days last year uh, and some big fish. So yeah. uh, I'm, just, you know, hoping they didn't all, well, yeah, hopefully they, some of them spawn too. So that, that'd be nice, but sure. hopefully not all of them are gone. I'm sure we didn't catch them all. That's Jerry Lampkin of TNG Motorsports Guide Service. He loves Folsom Lake. His number 530-320-0994. Uh, you know, um, uh, earlier or last year, uh, he 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 was catching some of those ten-pound salmon out of there, so he knows the lake well, and he's not afraid to to tell you where he caught him either. So uh, he's a good fisherman. Jerry's a good guy. Uh, after the break, we're going to talk to Ed Legan about crappie fishing at Clear Lake with an eight and a half pound bass thrown in. First, though, I want to tell you about, about Max Lures. You heard uh, Michael up at Phil's Prop talk about Max Lures trolling for trout. I don't know which one he was talking about, but if you get on their their website, it's maxlure.com, uh, and look uh, at favorites. And on the on the first page of favorites, you'll see a Wally Pop crawler. That's the name of a smile blade spinner. This the spinning blades at the top of the of the lure with the body with a two hook rig perfect to put a night crawler or a mini night crawler on and i think that is the key for the conditions we have all over this this state um people that know how to troll uh, lures and put in the time they can catch their fish but uh, a lot of times the fish want a slower presentation they want some bait attached to it you can put this Wally Pop behind a sling blade, a sling blade dodger, uh, or you can run it by itself against, uh, uh, you know, uh, behind a little uh, uh, ball bearing snap swivel. I would recommend the dodger this time of year. I think that's what uh, Austin's doing up at uh, Topaz Lake, and he's catching some beautiful fish up there. And then, uh, don't forget uh, the wiggle hoochie, the wiggle ho the mini wiggle hoochie. Is just I mentioned I think last week the most underused good lure for trout in Northern California. I love it. I've got a whole box full of them. I've, I've got over the years. I add a little color to them. I do this. I do nothing to them, 
but let me tell you something. They catch fish. Learn how to use them. Shallow on a long line or deep behind a dodger, it doesn't matter. Get on Max Lure. Acquaint yourself with some of the tackle there because there's some good tackle. A lot of it you're familiar with. Others you're not as familiar with it, but they catch fish all over the northwest on it. Just haven't caught on here. That's going to change. Again, it's maxlure.com. Every year, people wait for the crappie fishing to get going. Of course, the bass fishing as well, but the crappie fishing at Clear Lake. It's probably the best single crappie fishing lake in the state, um, uh, barring maybe one or two Southern California reservoirs. I'm not sure, but it's been that way forever. And um, But the last few years with the drought has changed things. This year with all the water has changed things. However, <laughs> there's still lots of crappie in the lake. And you just have to, you're going to have your good days and bad days. And that's exactly what Ed Legan and I talked about yesterday when it comes to crappie fishing on Clear Lake. Listen. Ed, it hasn't been exactly what I would consider the ideal weather lure, uh, weather, weather year for crappie fishermen at Clear Lake, including this week. Uh, what's the weather like now over there? Terrible. Uh, it's windy. Uh, nobody's out at the Oaks Arm. If anybody wanted to come up here and go fishing, I would go out of Lakeport. We have this westerly wind that blows over the top of the mountains up by Lakeport. You can probably launch, and you'll have a couple, two to 300 yards out that it'll be dead calm. But as you head down west, down or east, basically, from uh, Lakeport down to Clear Lake, it yeah. looks like the ocean. Oh, boy. How long has that been going on? Uh, probably for the whole three months now. Oh, the, the, lake, the, the lakes come up 11 feet. Uh, it's probably a historic amount of water that we've had in the lake itself. And when it, was, it was a minus 2.72, and now it's just above 8 feet. And everything is just starting to flood, and it looks great. The fish are going to have plenty of areas to spawn. The problem is going to be getting back to where they're at. Yeah, um I'll tell you one thing, that's going to be a great lake this year, don't you think, though, if the wind never stops? Uh, I think so, if the water warms up. We're still in the 40 degrees. Uh, last yeah. year at this time, I was in uh, short sandals and a T-shirt. And hey, now it's like uh, still dressed in coats. But, but you, you had a couple good days this year, in fact, including, what, just last week or last weekend? I think you got a big bass and a bunch of crappie. Yeah, we had 40 crappie, and then we caught a not, almost a nine-pound bass on a crappie jig. And, <laughs> we, and we were surrounded by 15 boats at the time. So and you caught 40 crappie. And, and we released it. You, get, you released a big bass? That's great. Yes. On a crappie jig. That's amazing. Yeah, Six-pound six test. I bet you your customer was, uh, he'll be telling that story for the rest of his life. I think he was wore out. He says, I'm ready to go in. I got my personal best. So <laughs> he was happy. How deep are the crappie when you when you were getting into them? Uh, seven, seven and a half feet, and the bass was in seven and a half feet. Now, are you, fishing, are you fishing just off the bottom, or are they suspended? I'm fishing with a bobber still. Okay, okay. So, so they're they're near the bottom? You know, I think they're they're... It's hard to figure out when you're in seven and a half foot of water and you're trying to figure it out. And 
you got to look at the depth and set your bobber stopper to probably about five feet. And you have two of them on there. The bass came on the bottom with most of the um, crop here coming up on the top top jig. So they're. So I can't believe they're in that shallower uh, shallow water this early in the year. Uh, they are. Well, There's, uh, that's where we're catching them right now. I can't believe it either. Well, wait a minute. 40, it's not. It's, water temp. it's not that early. It's late March. Oh. I forgot. <laughs> well, that's true. You know. Last year, this time, I was catching between 50 and 100 crappie a day on every trip. And just, I, had a, I had that guy trip last week with 40, and two days later, we went out and caught five fish, five crappie. So they're moving really, really quick. That's Ed Legan of Fishing with Ed. But he will, he follows them. Those crappie get out there, and they move. They move. It's hard to get stay on them. Ed's number to book a trip, 702. 497-8938, his website, fishingwithed.com. Um, we've got a couple striper derbies coming up. First of all, the NorCal Guides and Sportsmen Association, that's coming up. That's a two-day derby, April 22nd and 23rd out of Calusa. It's like two days, two, two tourneys in two days. You know, uh, you've got, uh, you can fish one day or both day or either day. Uh, you've got a, a guide bonus of $1,000 each day. you got a first place prize of $1,500 each day, a grand champ bonus of $2,000. It costs you, um, for a, an adult, it costs you $80 for uh, one day with a current uh, membership. And for a non-member, it costs you $100 for one day. Uh, but that includes a membership. Or if you want to go for two days, 150 for two days, and that also includes a membership, and that's only 125 for two days for the members. So, but but I mean, they have so many different ways you can win. I, I suggest you go on their website, which is ncgasa.org. All you have to do is get on and Google NorCal Guides until you see a bunch of initials.org. NCGASA.org, and you got all the details. The other is the, uh, hard for me to say this because I can't even believe he's gone, but the second annual Barry Canavero Derby, a Memorial Stripe Derby, April 8th, and that's going to be out of Rio Vista, and as soon as we get out of the break, I will give you how you can get into that derby. In the meantime, as soon as we come back from the break, we were going to talk to Robbie Dunham, who got up to Comanche on a cold, windy day yesterday. We'll find out how he did. Don't go away. Before we talk to Robbie Dunham of Coke Machine Guide Service, I promised you how you can uh, uh, enter the uh, second annual Barry Canavaro uh, Memorial Striper Derby on April 8th. That's a couple of weeks away. Here's what you do. You get online, go to www.striper-csba.org, California Striped Bass Association. So that's striper-csba.org. You have until 6 p.m. Friday, April 7th to enter. It's only 40 bucks. They pay out 90% of entry fees, first through fifth. 
So that that's going to be some fun in Barry's memory. Okay. Now let's talk to Mr. Robbie Dunham of Coke Machine, who froze his you know what off yesterday out fishing Comanche. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, we did. Mike. Good morning, Bob. <laughs> So, so uh, you picked a day of days. Uh, the wind was blowing. It wasn't just a wind. It was a cold wind. And uh, how'd you do out there, Robbie? Well, we stayed bundled up the whole entire day. It was pretty chilly out there. That north wind was blowing probably 10 to 15. And out in the main lake, it was uh, pretty white caps and stuff. So we were kind of limited to where we could fish comfortably. But uh, we were able to get a few fish for the clients. They wanted, they were actually staying in the cabins, and they wanted one fish each to take home for dinner and uh, was able to get them some extra fish that we released. And uh, it was a tough day, but uh, we were able to scratch a few fish. Okay. Um, uh, did you do it with your conventional method with the uh, Speedy Shiners? Yeah, I ran the uh, red and gold with the black dots, uh, mostly in the top 10 feet. We did get one at 12, but uh, we were kind of limited to where we wanted to go. Uh, the Narrows is super, super cold up there. It was 46, 47 degrees. So once we, oh, got, back out by the, once we got back out by the rock wall in the main body there, it got up to 49. So we just stayed right out there in the main body. So that water coming in from the river, uh, before it can narrow out, it's just like a river up above the narrows right now. And through the narrows, it's taking all that cold water. Then as it spreads out, it starts to warm up a little bit, it looks like. Yeah, that's that's correct. Just as you come out of the narrows, when you're coming out of it, um, it'll drop one, maybe two degrees. But still, it's. I'm sure we've all been talking about this crazy cold weather that we've had. This is not normal <laughs> for, for Comanche at all. Yeah, yeah. It's not normal anywhere. I mentioned a couple of times, you know, yesterday, a year ago, yesterday in Sacramento was 87 degrees. <laughs> I would take 87 degrees right now with no complaints. <laughs> okay, Robbie, are you, you think if people have trouble catching them on speedy shiners, slowing down with grubs is the way to go? Yeah, I would do that. Um, Definitely keeping everything in probably the top 15 feet and just moving around with the brightly covered, uh, colored grubs like the fire tiger and the white and uh, bright orange that methylate has been a really good color up there. Okay. That's right. They, they, um, they, the, I think Hook came, came back with that color. You know, they discontinued. Isn't that just like a tackle company? Have something that's a great color, then they discontinue it for some. Obviously, they don't know what's going on out here, but you can get them at Hook, I think, now, can't you? Yes, you can get them at the Hook store. They are very, yeah. very, very close to the old original Berkeley uh, methylate grubs, and they yeah. do work very well at Comanche. Yeah, okay. Robbie, thank you so much. Stay warm now. I'm in the truck with the heater on, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's Robbie Dunham, Coke Machine Guide Service. And you got to realize, Robbie, uh, uh, I mean, that's his his uh, his home lake. Uh, he, he's going to find a way to catch fish there if you want to book a trip. His number is 209 I also talked to Luke Lepanovich. He's been around fishing New Malonis uh, and did pretty well for the first time ever on that lake. Listen to this. 
Luke, I understand you were down at New Malonis. Is that the first time you'd fish New, New Malonis? Yeah, that, that was the first time going down there for me. Okay, and what? there was a tournament. What tournament was it? Uh, we fished the BBT. It was their uh, central region. I guess it was their opener because the first two have been canceled. So the central region BBT. Okay. Uh, how'd you do in that tournament? You know, we did pretty good. Uh, got fifth place. Uh, caught, oh. I mean, close to 100 fish, and I'm not kidding you. It was, I never knew that that place was so, so uh, like Orville, uh, where you just catch a bunch of just small, small fish. And if you get them this time of the year, I, I guess, if they were over two pounds, you were doing something right. Well, let me tell you something. That that lake is like Orville, only it's got a whole lot more big fish in it. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard, and I've seen plenty of pictures, but none of those great big ones wanted to show up for that tournament, unfortunately. Yeah, well, those were tough conditions, too. Uh, it's kind of a tournament where somebody just happens on something. I know you and your partner got two 10-pounders in a tournament. Something like that <laughs> usually wins those things. My goodness, right, can't do right. can't do that every time though. No. Well, that's really that's doggone good. First time being there and taking fifth place, that's great, Luke. Uh, uh, very good. How deep were the fish there? You know what? We caught them pretty much all shallow, uh, shallow in the backs of creeks where we got running water coming in, and we've caught them on just about everything we wanted to throw, whether that be worms or you know underspins or even caught some topwater fish. Um, that was. The big one that we caught, it was a three and a quarter that I caught flipping a bush in the first 30 minutes of the day. And I thought, man, this is going to be fun. <laughs> that, that, that flipping deal died on me pretty quick. I caught about four or five on it, and then that was it. But other than that, it was just a hodgepodge of baits. And, you know, however you can get those two-pound-plus bites, you were you were in business. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's a little further south than most of our other lakes, and that makes – that that leg gets going just a little bit earlier than the rest, I think. Yeah, yeah, there was plenty of fish shallow. Once that sun got up, they were cruising everywhere, and we're seeing a lot of fish up shallow. Yeah. Have you fished Berryessa at all? You know what? I haven't. Uh, I haven't since that uh, championship for the Future Pro I fished uh, uh -huh. three weeks ago now. Um, I did have some buddies that fished that new gen that was last weekend and uh -huh. uh, took some good weight in that thing. The top five weights were really impressive. And, you know, it's Barry S. and those big ones live in that lake, and we expect to see them, but we haven't as of late. Uh, so seeing those weights was, was really good to see for that lake. Sure, sure. Now, you're on your way to Clear Lake right now. And I had a, a friend, I think I mentioned to you, uh, his nephew and a friend caught several fish, including a seven and a half and a nine on a chatterbait last Sunday. Um, but then we had some really cold weather since then. What do you think that's going to do to that bite over there? I don't think it's going to help it at all. I think it's going to be tough as nails up here. Um, you know, I think all those fish did push up shallow. I got reports of some guys that I was talking to that were catching them shallow. Um, I think a lot of those fish probably pushed off with this cold water or weather and the water getting cold. Um, but I'm planning on going for the fish that I think have stayed shallow and sort of just in a shock waiting out this cold weather. That's Luke Lapanovich. I'll tell you, that guy is a fisherman to go to New Malonis for the first time ever and take fifth place in a tournament. That's pretty good. We'll, we'll be very interested to see how he did in Clear Lake 
uh, next week. I know a friend of mine's nephews uh, went up there, uh, a nephew and a friend, and got a seven and a half and a nine pounder on a chatterbait. So it could be coming on pretty good. After the break, we're going to talk to Richie Height, who's up at Bullard's Bar Reservoir, a Paulina Peak tackle. Don't go away. Right now, though, I want to tell you about Adventure Sports Kayak City. You know, I noticed in the current issue of Bassmaster Magazine, they featured the feel-free, throw-and-go Moken 10 kayak. That's a feel-free kayak, weighs just 65 pounds, easy to car top or slide into a pickup bed. This is the kind of stuff that Adventure Sports carries. The writer of this article bought one for $7.99 in Michigan, the same kayak at Adventure Sports, $5.99. And it comes in about a half a dozen different colors. This is really a good-looking fishing kayak. It's wide. It's stable. It goes through the water very, very easily. You can put as many accessories as you want on them. And uh, Adventure Sports Kayak City carries them. There's also not just a 10-footer, but the 12-and-a-half-footer. So keep that in mind. And while you're at it, check out the great selection of Hobie fishing kayaks Kayak City has. They pride themselves in that. They are doing a great job. That's probably why they're the biggest fishing kayak dealer in the entire country. You can find them on Auburn Boulevard. They're easy freeway on and off, 7812 Auburn Boulevard. You can call them at 916-565-1400. Check the website. It's a good one, kayakcity.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. Richie Hyde of Paulina Peak Tackle is on Bullard's Bar Reservoir. I wonder how cold it is up there. Good morning, Richie. Good morning, Bob. How cold is it up there? <laughs> oh, I think it was 31, 30 or 31 degrees when we launched. The sun's so coming you must, up now, so it's warming up. Yeah, so you're probably in short sleeves now, huh? No, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as tough as I used to be. That lake's filling up pretty good, huh? Yeah, I'd say it's probably, I don't know, I haven't looked, but I think it's probably about 80% full. Um, yeah. It's in great shape. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit of surface debris, uh, but the water's super clear. Yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. Well, they're releasing water, so it doesn't. They're still making room for snow melt, and they just announced that it's going to be plumb full in the middle of June. So that'll be a nice lake. Oh yeah, I, you know the fish are. Um, I'd say the average is about 11 inches right now. Yeah. So by the time June, July comes around, we're going to have some pretty nice fish. Yeah, not bad. I hear they're really in good shape. They've been good in shape all year. Are they still uh, fat and, and, and plunky? For the for the, for Bullard's Bar this time of year, they look really good. I yeah. You know the fish I caught yesterday, they were all um, nice and healthy. I was not really on board with people saying there's 13 inch fish in here, but. When I got back to the boat ramp, there was a guy in a kayak that had two fish that were definitely 13 inches. Yeah, okay. There you go. There's always a few. You know, there can be 100 fish caught in one 13-incher, and that's all anybody talks about, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, I didn't find them yesterday, but like I said, they were all nice, healthy fish. Yeah. What what, what depth are you, you're fishing? Catching them from the surface down to about 35 feet. Okay, pretty standard um, for this. Go ahead. Go ahead, Richie. Well, yesterday they seemed to be deeper 
you know, 35, even some down closer to 40. But this morning, everything we're catching is in the top 10 feet of water. Okay, so it changes that quick, huh? Of course, that could change before the day's over. Right. I think as soon as the sun hits the water, they're going to go down a little. Okay. What are you using? What seems to be working best? It seems like smaller presentations um, are micro hoochies, um, clown pattern, uh, pink, orange, and also done really well on the shrimp in those same patterns. Okay. Um, and, um, yeah, that's smaller, that, the, the micro. You talking about the super micro shrimp? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good. That's got the little spinner on the front of it. Yep, little tiny. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a little tiny. Yep. Yeah. I was looking at your website yesterday, and and right on the home page, there's a Dodger. The uh, I think it was the Peak Performer Light Dodger. And it was the, a color of orange I don't think I've ever seen before. And just to show you how a consumer works, I immediately wanted one. It was so good looking. What color is that? That's the Chelan Sunrise. Uh-huh. Um, it's a good one. I haven't actually tried it up here yet this year. Uh, the Wonder Bread was probably the best yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Richie, hey, thanks so much for taking the effort and the time to call in. Good luck up there, and I'll talk to you very soon. Okay, thank you, Bob. Okay, Richie Height, PaulinaPeakTackle.com. Next week, Kokanee Power is having their derby there. They've increased the prize money even more. You can you have till Thursday night at midnight to enter. All you have to do is go to KokaneePower.org. And it's easy. Have a good week, everyone.